it. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> Welcome back to a very special episode of This is a Takeover. My name is David Hensley, and I'm the owner and creative director of Long Walk Productions, and I am here tonight to introduce your host, Shelby Ray Patterson. Thank you, David, and welcome to This is a Takeover. I'm Shelby Ray Patterson. And I'm Gina Beaumont. And I think I think our eyes have finally adjusted <laughs> from all the color... That was just the blinding splashed onto our faces. Yeah. Like yeah. I uh, Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know where to start, no. y'all. First off, David, thank you for that lovely yes. introduction. It it definitely took me off guard. It did. <laughs> but it's trying to not laugh. Well, that's what I love to do to my host right before a podcast starts, just throw them off track. Especially um when this host is so fragile to begin with after watching the show. <laughs> Fragile. It's such a good choice of words. It is a good choice of words. So, we are your NXT babes. What's up? And as you know, as you probably can tell from the description, we're not reviewing a takeover. Not at all. Um, We are reviewing the first episode of NXT 2.0, which the fact that I even have to call it 2.0, it's okay. I'm going to be that NXT nerd for a second. Yes. If we're going to be going numerically, this should be like NXT 4. (laughs) Like, yes. Seriously, though, because it first started off as the game show. Then we went into, like, developmental. Then we went into, we're a different brand NXT. And now we're back at developmental. So, really, it's 4.0. Yeah. Or at least a negative two, but but that, we that's went back my two steps. But that's yeah. my NXT nerd showing. No, that's good. I'm glad you had that. I did not have that background. Yeah. So thank you. But yeah, so we just kind of thought we would come on. There's a lot to discuss. Well, we we talked about this at the end of our last takeover review. How we weren't sure what was going to happen because all these reports were flying out that things were changing and we weren't sure what was going to happen or who was going to be in charge even or who was going to leave and yeah and i mean a lot of people i'm not gonna say a lot of people have left but there's some big people that have left we'll discuss that and like there have been some people who are now not a part of production anymore who were when the last time we you know came on the show and I mean, Triple H had a almost what was a freaking heart attack. Yeah, like he went into cardiac and, arrest and had to have surgery right before this show went live, like a Jeez. week or so before. Now um, I may be getting my date wrong on that, guys, but it's pretty close. Yeah, and we already knew that Vince McMahon and Bruce Prichard were more than likely going to be taking over. Yes, and after watching this show, it's abundantly clear it's so clear (laughs) like just just to start off so just so everyone knows friends of this show hi if you have listened to us you know how meticulous i am with my note taking and i started to take notes because i was like i'm just gonna we'll break down you know each section and we'll like talk about it like we do a takeover i got about like midway through the first hour and i had to stop because I don't know if it was I was getting frustrated or I couldn't follow the story. Like, I just, I was lost. 
It's and that's the first time that I have ever wanted to stop taking notes. You find joy in it. Yeah, I do. I really do. Yep. And it it just made me feel sad because yeah. and then Gina was watching this with me and she legit takes my notebook away from me and puts it down. Because her face, when Shelby is focused on something and trying to find it in the depth of her soul, it's like, okay, no, I'm going to help you. Like, okay, okay, we got this. I figured it out. I'm taking the notes away. This is not bringing you joy. (laughs) Like, you need to stop. So I started taking notes and then I just decided that there were three questions. That we were going to try to answer. Yeah, we, yeah. Um, so I wrote down, so first off, what, what do we think about this new show? So, Gina, first impressions of this show from the very first episode, pilot episode that they're calling it. Um, it is such a jarring change to go from pitch black and occasional lighting occasional cool like pyro to just an utter explosion of seizure warning level of color (laughs) i mean i am not very sensitive to stuff like that yeah i at the end of it was like my eyes felt like I hadn't blinked in two hours. Yeah. Like it was so bright. And I think there was one thing that we noticed, because I had said during the show that it reminded me of, you know, how during Dynamite yes. and I guess now Rampage, how the screen is constantly moving. Yes. Right? And to me, that is triggering to, oh, someone's coming out. Yeah. like Right? Because normally the screen stays the same with the logo, like, yes. stationary. So whenever there's ever movement on the big jumbotrons, I automatically think, like, oh, someone's coming out. Yeah. And right? you don't even have ADD. I don't. I do. So I don't From your perspective, Whoa. I'm sure this was like, <laughs> where do I go? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. And then just the flashing lights, too. Well, so what they did was they had the NXT 2.0 logo on the screen the entire time, which is, like... Okay, that's fine. But it was constantly moving. Yeah. And like, like not the, just moving, but like flashes of color would come in and out and you would see it out of the corner of your eye and then you would get so distracted from the match that you would look at the screen, like fully turn your attention away. Yeah. And that was one of the things that I'll I'll get into later on, but like yeah. it really bothered me that I was so distracted. Yeah. I understand the 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 idea of coming in and saying, okay, we already know we have an uphill battle to get their attention back. We know we have to literally climb mountains and move mountains. Well, yeah, because according to the ratings, like, they're, like, dying, essentially. Yeah. Like, af- even after they move to Tuesdays, like, the yeah. ratings still aren't that great. And yeah. they were trying to fight back because, essentially, they were put against um, AEW's top show yes and this is wwe's third rank show at best right so you're putting your third rank show against another company's top rank show like, so i don't know how you thought that you were even going to remotely win that war um because to me like if you only have one show to watch per week from this one company that you really really like yeah are you going to choose to watch that show or are you going to choose to watch the third show of another company that is fair 
Like, even, even though it was different at the time. Yeah. Like, you still, to me, that's very stiff competition. Because with AEW, they had no other programming for you to watch. Yeah, unless you went to YouTube, which was their dark and whatever they had. Which and I, I don't have, have time to do that. I know you have feelings about that. <laughs> I do, because um, most of their women's division is on YouTube. Uh, but, yes. Yeah, well, another, another story. Never mind, anyway. But I understand, like, coming and being like, okay, we got to go big. We got to go hard. We got to get their attention back. We got to, you know, make them excited again. Give them, like, you know, a little pep in the step. But... It, yeah, it was a scary train wreck in a weird way. <laughs> like, not a full, like, absolute, like, it just, it, it was too much. Like, it was too much. And as someone who, and we talked about this, we talked about how um, we were nervous about just, like, not only just everything in general, but about the wrestling, about story and all of that. It was just hard for me to even focus on that because of the money that was thrown at the lighting. Which, I mean, I'm glad they have money thrown at them mm-hmm. in, in a way. That they're in, like, a Tampa location. Or... Well, yes and no. Because yeah. they said that they're, they are in Orlando now. Oh, Orlando, excuse me. Guess what also was in Orlando? The Performance Center. Yes, it is. So, hmm. if you look at, where like, the way that it's laid out of... Uh, When you go back to, like, April and May of 2020, when the pandemic first hit. Yeah. And everything was shutting down. That's where they were. They weren't at Full Sail anymore. They were at the Performance Center. So they didn't say it was the Performance Center, but they said, coming from Orlando, Florida. And it's literally the same I wasn't even thinking of that because I was so distracted by the blinding lights that were shooting into my eyeballs. Yeah, they were doing magician trickery over here. Like, hey, look at all these fancy lights while we, you know, have this thing Dang it, my ADD brain fell for it. I mean, I, (laughs) to be fair... I did not realize that till it was pointed out to me when I was listening to another podcast about it. So don't feel bad. <laughs> okay. I feel a little better. Thank so, you. So, I mean, I, I think for me, like, I wanted to like this because... We were trying real hard. This show is the reason why I got back into wrestling. Yeah. And of course. you still had, like, the people that I really love on it. Like, you have your Johnny, your Tommaso, your you know, your indie and all those people. But there was such a bombardment of new people that it didn't seem organic. Because you had, so if you haven't seen the episode, the way that they structured it was they had, like, the first thing that you see is hyping up this um, fatal four-way match. Yes. Which is supposed to be for the vacant NXT title, which they don't even talk about why it's vacant. They don't talk about Joe at all. They don't explain why he's, like, vacating it. So Samoa Joe basically came out um, on his own and made a video and was, I mean, it was through WWE, obviously, but it still, it was him by himself in his house, and he was like, due to an injury... I have to vacate the title. <laughs> did not say what the injury was. Did not say for how long he was going to be out. No. Just that he was vacating the title. This was like literally a day or two before. Yeah. Like the new we NXT went live. Yeah. Because like the thing with like injuries is like if someone comes out and they're like, oh, like they have an injury. Like there's always going to be an article being like, oh, this person has pulled their whatever. Like you can do deep It comes research. out later on. Like, yeah. okay, either this is... There is Which nothing. makes me think that this is a work. Absolutely. Because 
if they're not saying what it is and they're also say- not saying how long he's going to be gone, yeah. they're just like, in my mind, my I'm not big on conspiracy theories, but my mind goes to, okay, well, we don't want him as champion anymore. So yeah. we're just going to... He was there for he, a little while he to help us. He doesn't fit the new no. mold that we're looking for. So we're just going <sighs> to pluck him out. I hope that's not the case. Me too. But I wouldn't put it past these, no, that's, these new people. That's fair. And but so they they have it where they're they're talking like basically like Kardashian style and cutting promos <laughs> behind these color block backdrops. That's right? so accurate. So like yeah. I think like each person was in a different color room. And it was just so it was so weird to see like Tommaso Ciampa cutting his like famous garage promos where he throws the chair against the yeah. garage door in a room that's fully green. Yeah. You know, and or, then and then you had Kyle who was in a blue all blue yeah, room and, for some reason. And it Don was red. And, it was weird. And so everything was color like we're we're making sure that you know that we are not black and gold anymore. We are now all the colors, which fine. That's that's fine, but you don't have. What is it? I don't. I'm I'm trying to rationalize this. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. But if we're going to go that route, like I really hope going forward, like we're not having so much be color forward. Yeah. Like we, we, we get it. We get it. We get like it. we're it's all colors obvious. of the rainbow now. We're not cool. just two different colors, and I get it. Yeah. But. It, it was weird because the whole night felt very disjointed because you started off with the four-man or the fatal four-way and then Kyle is taken out of the match because he gets attacked backstage and we don't know why. No. no And no reason. Even commentary, as he's being attacked, Vic Joseph says, oh, well, I guess Kyle's not going to be in the main event. It's like, okay, Like, they don't even what? make, like, a statement. Like, Regal comes on later in the night yeah. saying that they pulled him. But then... Which makes it even seem like comment- they knew. Even commentary is like, oh, well, I guess oh, that means no. no Kyle. And we're like... Do, 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 do. Yeah, but he, he could recover it's from like, that. Y- like, you don't know what's going on. Or do you? Well, because also the screen was, like, this big, so you really couldn't see what was going on. And it was yeah. during... So, the two women's matches that we had on the this only card... Two. Because they took the match that I was so excited for away. They pulled Raquel and Frankie. <sighs> I was so excited to watch Frankie This is her. also... I don't know if, if you know who Kevin Dunn is. The name is familiar. his name. Yeah. Yeah. So, Kevin Dunn was backstage and was helping produce the show. Oh, really? Which makes total sense because if you hear on Raw and SmackDown... When you hear of stories of scripts being ripped up right before the show or things being rewritten like two hours before, that's Kevin Dunn. And he's still here. Why? Because he's a Vince guy and he'll do whatever he tells him to do. Love it. So basically that's what happened the night before. There were like (sighs) sources backstage who were saying talent was like, we don't know what's going on. Like... We are told to be here at this time. No one is talking to us. Like, no one's telling us what is happening. Like, we don't know who whose segment is staying and who's going. Like, that's not how NXT is normally run. No. 
Norm, no. They get there, like, they know who's going on. They may not know what order, but they know that you're on the card. Yeah. Like, these people went in, and it's, I'm like, all right, maybe they're really trying to make it like a main roster show, because this is exactly what it's like. So I know Raquel and Frankie got cut on Monday, so the day before. But there were some other stuff that got cut Yeah, that we didn't see. So, but during the two women's matches that we had, they were both interrupted by backstage segments. So you had a split screen where you had the women's match going on on the slightly bigger screen. Just just a little bit. The slightly smaller screen, you had a backstage altercation or you had an interview yeah. going on. Oh my gosh, that made me livid. That made me livid. <laughs> I just to me that is that's concerning. That makes because me because that makes ugh. me think that you obviously don't think that this division is important enough for our full attention to be on it. Like, and we've mm, already fought I can't, the I good can't. fight on this, right? <laughs> Like, we've already tried super hard to get away from that image. And yes, and now it's just being perpetuated again. Yeah, because that's when we found out that Kyle was getting beat up was during one of the women's matches. Because, oh, I guess that's not entertaining enough? Like, what? <sighs> I don't know. I don't want it. Yeah. So, I, f- I feel like overall, I would say the show was fine, because the wrestling that we saw yes. was still on par and with we, what we're used to. And we were very grateful for that. Because if if that was shitty, then mm. I don't feel like I would be confident going forward. And I'm still not 100% confident going forward. But that's not like 20% confidence versus like 80% or well, 60 I I really hope that they work on the story. Yes, because, because that was choppy as heck. Well, what... What I always enjoyed was that you didn't necessarily have to have a story. Yeah. Right? That was something that we talked about on the show a lot. How you can just have two guys meet each other in the back, and they bump each other, or they look at each other the wrong way, and they're like, all right, meet in the ring. Let's go. Yeah. And that was entertaining to me. That was all the story that you needed sometimes. Yeah. And this felt like there were so many things that they were trying to force. Yeah. It was... To quote Mean Girls, they were trying to make fetch happen, and it's not going to happen, right? You can't have so many stories all developing in the first episode. Yeah. And that's what it felt like, because there was that whole Carmelo Hayes and the Trick Williams guy. Yeah. That's when I stopped writing. Yeah. I was getting... I would say, guys, if you haven't seen... The episode. Wear sunglasses. Go well that, but also go back and watch the segment with Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams because it's a ride. It, it, it is so confusing. Like Carmelo starts off as a babyface, then he turns heel in the middle of the segment, then turns babyface again, and then turns heel again to beat up Duke Hudson, who is a heel, is an established heel. Yeah. And he gets beaten up and to be made to look like the babyface. Like, it was literally, like, whiplash about four different times. Oh, gosh. All in one segment, and they forgot their lines in one bit. Oh, no, they did. And that you was could tell, awkward. and they were floundered. So, it just, it's almost on the verge of being comical. So, if you want to laugh, I would say go watch it. Okay. But, because <laughs> I went back and watched it, because I heard people talking about it on other shows I was listening to. I was like, oh, I don't remember it being that bad, but we were also pretty deep into our wine at that point, so I don't yeah, think I remember much after that. I was going to say, I don't recall that, but, uh, you know, <laughs> the amount of wine that we had that evening. We were preparing, friends. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, uh, oh, we should, <laughs> we, um, uh, we're going to be taking a break from that wine for that very reason. Oh, no, we're, she was just showing, this is an audio medium, babe. They can't see you raise your cup yes. at me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is fair. I keep forgetting that. She I don't know why. Raising her cup to me to show to let us know that we didn't say what we were drinking. We at the did. Beginning. We just jumped right in. But we're hey, drinking. There's a lot. A mix of uh, orange juice and Pellegrino. Because because we're fancy bitches. That's what we need, and no alcohol ever. It's fine. It's fine. But so I feel like overall, like our feel of it was, it was fine. In a but, weird, scary way. But we're way. scared. Yes. To see where it goes. Yes. And that was going to be my next question, is what do we hope to see going um, forward? An actual writer writing a cohesive understanding of a story or flow or of anything, maybe? Not even story, but just... I don't know if that is a writer who of the person who's like in charge of the camera work, or if that's like just like the way that they're going to be doing it. But it was just so choppy and fast. Were, I don't know if it was written segment or if it was like actual like footage like choice. There were a lot of quick jump cuts. Yeah, a lot. And I have heard from other people that are smarter than me in the wrestling world that yes. that is a Kevin Dunn thing. And he is he Why? loves to do that. And <laughs> I I think it goes back to what I was talking about before is that if we. If we show you all these different things, then you don't know where to look specifically, right? So if we confuse you just enough, maybe you'll be like, I think that was okay. I don't really remember much of what happened, but I think I enjoyed it. I just... I feel like that's kind of the the feel that I get when I watch Raw and SmackDown most of the time. <laughs> is that, like, I can't tell you who won any of the matches. No, because we don't But remember. I feel like I kind of enjoyed myself. Because I enjoy wrestling, right? Yes. But that's how I felt at the end of this show. Because if anything, if if it shows, like, how we may be going forward with this, is the fact that we had a wrestling wedding as our main event. And not that I wasn't happy with that wedding, because... Listeners, you know how we feel about that. that, that. That wedding was the only thing... Of any type of continuity for that entire show. That was it. Because we have been following this for months, right? And we have been enjoying it for months. Yes. But to me, when you don't have your high, your NXT title, the highest title that you can earn on this show, when that's not your main event, especially when it's for a vacant title, meaning uh, that a title is going to change hands at the end of the show. This is not a number one contender match. No. Nope. This was not a, you know, gauntlet eliminator to figure out the number one contender. It was a championship match. So at the end of this show, you were going to have a new champion. Why would you not end with that? So the fact that you're ending <laughs> with a wedding that has nothing to do with wrestling. At all. Like, like. Nothing. There were wrestlers inside the ring and, uh, when it happened. That was it. It was officiated by there, a wrestling wife. <laughs> yes. Like that. After, well, okay, there was one choke. Yes. Dexter Loomis choked the priest out, yes. which that was kind of funny. That was nice. But but it, it troubles me when that is your focus. Because what you end the show on, like this is essentially your pilot episode for your entire series. 
right? Yeah. So when you have a pilot episode for a show, however it ends, more than likely that's kind of the tone of the whole show. Yeah. Right? So when you end your show with something that isn't necessarily wrestling related, that concerns me. Because Tommaso Ciampa won that title and got Goldie back and nobody cares. It's not even mentioned at all. Because if you've been following NXT, you know the journey that he's been on to get that title back. Because he never he never he never lost it. He didn't. He never lost it. He had to vacate it due to a neck injury and he never got his rematch. Yeah. And he has been trying his hardest to tease a run at this. And he finally gets it. And, and he's not even the main event. No. And no I don't want to say nobody cares because I definitely cared. I picked yes. him to win the whole thing. You did. You did. And I was very happy about it. But at the same time, like, I was on a high and then we go to the wedding. I was like, okay, what? And I'm like, okay, I could have ended. I could have gone home. Yeah. I forgot that the wedding was happening. Exactly. So I feel like for me, I hope that the focus still stays on the wrestling and we don't move to a... Everybody has to be involved in some type of storyline. That makes sense. For anything to make sense. Well. Because to me, I watch NXT for the wrestles, right? And I watch it for, like, the people in the matches. If we wanted to watch a soap opera, we could just go and turn on. We could watch Raw. (laughs) I'm just saying. (laughs) Like, what they're trying to do is make this main roster light. But. Is that's what they're what trying to do. But that's what I'm confused about, because I thought that they didn't want that. I thought that NXT was getting punished for not getting the ratings and reviews that it's supposed to. So why in the world would you make it the exact same of the same product that is not getting good reviews, that is not getting the same kind of comments and conduct of, like, praise? Like, why would you... Why, why do they think that that's going to make it better? My theory is... This is Vince's way of showing Triple H, like, hey, you messed this up. Yeah, because it's totally his fault. Okay. Right. Yeah. But in in his, yes, in in his, his brain, whacked out brain, you messed this up, so I'm going to take it from you, and I'm going to make it better. Because I don't think he wants to actually sabotage this shit. I really don't. No, cause because he's not dumb. He, he knows what money is in this. There's still, yeah, there's still money involved, and there's still money that can be made from this, right? Oh, it doesn't matter I, about the people, but the money. Well, yes. that's all that he cares about anyway. I mean, the fact that he's let go so many people, that shows Golly. you. But, like, I, I think in his mind, and Bruce Pritchard and all those other people, in their minds, they think they're going to make this better. Wow. And they're going to make this a better show than it was. I really think that's what they think. If I meet these men, I'm going to slap them all. <laughs> I'm going to slap them all. Senseless. Well, I... I'm hoping to see improvement. But it just... You're right. This is the preview episode. And to be honest, if I was a wrestling fan that was... Or sorry, if I was not a wrestling fan watching this for the first time, I'd be like, what is going on? I'm a little oversensitized. I'm a little whacked out. Maybe I'll tune in in like three weeks. I mean, I even me as a person who's a very seasoned NXT fan who's yeah. watched every single week for like Years. years. There were some parts where I was completely lost. Like, we had so many new people yes. and so many new names thrown at us. Like, 
Can I just talk about these names for just a Please second? Please do. Please talk about who I know you're going to talk about. <sighs> there is one person that I was... When I found out who this person was, I was shocked. I... Oof. So there's, oof. there's one guy who is like the first person first new person that we see and i think the yes. person that they're going to be trying to push going forward very obviously so yes at the end of the show you see him and tomaso they're shaking hands oddly like so well, that could mean anything but okay but makes me think that they're gonna he's the next new person that they're gonna try to push for mm. the title or at least to have a run with champa or something mm. his name is Braun Breaker. <clears throat> Breaker is spelled B-R-E-A-K-K-E-R. Shelby's favorite thing on this planet. So Braun Breaker <laughs> is his name. Now, <laughs> this man, that's not his real name. No, because it's better. His real name is Rick Eric Steiner. He is Rick Steiner's son. Now, for those of you who don't know, the Steiner family is a very prominent very. wrestling family. If you are a, even a casual fan of wrestling, you, know you have name. heard the name you Steiner. You know the name. You, you know the name. Why, oh, why <laughs> would you change a name that is so synonymous with wrestling culture like i don't understand why you would not just have him be rex steiner i don't get it well i'm gonna only just as this idea just came to me could it possibly be he wanted to go out without the name attached to him if that's the case then he's dumb <laughs> i'm just saying i'm just saying it's an idea because there's a couple of it's other, not a good one but. there's a couple other people their names are um are falling out of my head right now, but I know that are also second generation. Yeah. That Deep are drop. <gasps> why? Wow. He chose he woke up and chose violence. Like, why did you choose violence today? Wow. Why? Like, no. Anyway. Mm. <laughs> Don't get heated. You got it. I'm already there. <laughs> so there's also another guy who replaced Kyle. Kyle mm -hmm. O'Reilly in the Fatal Four Way. Oh yes, his name is Vaughn Wagner. Oh yeah, it was that. <laughs> you can <laughs> laugh, David, laughing. cause it's funny. <laughs> his name is Vaughn. His first name is Vaughn. It's I, not Vaughn Wagner. Is a last name. Yeah, I think I'm more upset that he didn't come out in a monocle and a top hat. And I'm maybe maybe I'm blanking, but I feel like he's also another second generation. Yeah, person I'm, that they I'm not renamed. Sure. There were a couple of them that were there on Tuesday. Yeah, who were second generations, who are very prominent names. It's like, what? Why not related? And to... I, I understand where you're coming from. How they're like, maybe we want to break away or whatever. Yeah, it's just an idea. I'm not attached to it. But, but I don't know why you would want to do that. Exactly. Like, I mean, over at AEW, there's Brian Pillman Jr. who's mm -hmm. doing just fine on his own. I mean, he's got the. Ugh. The mullet? <laughs> it's coming back, Gina. No. It's coming back. <laughs> <laughs> the mullet. <laughs> I hate to say that word. His, his is like... It's disgusting. The most extreme it's of disgusting. all mullets, though. It's so... It's just like his father's. It's, like, it's so gross. It's like high on the sides. Oh and like... Like a skunk, like going down <laughs> the back. It's like he took the tail of a golden retriever and just put it on his head. Yeah. 
it's just like, I, I don't know. Like I, these names were just killing me. Yeah, and they were I intense. Just, I giggled. Yeah, like there was one where there was a tag team. It was like Josh Briggs, and oh God, what's oh um. Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen. Yes, that's right. And I was like, how in the holy hell am I supposed to remember that? Is this Downton Wrestling? (laughs) Thank you. I need that right now. (laughs) They were wrestling Imperium. They were. which, Which also, side note, really strange to see Imperium coming out to all the colors. Like the, their their entrance is like black backdrop and with the white outline of them and Dvorak music, a classical musical piece that's like this dark somber badass music. And, no. then, and then they had all that, but with <laughs> colors. Because <laughs> that's what Imperium is known for: is their colors. Yes, they're bright and their bright bright personality <laughs> with their like matching like blocked out jackets and they're like stance of I'm, like yeah you know what what you know what oh my gosh it wasn't until you just, like we're just talking about this this episode is just the personification of drake maverick when he was with killian dane why do you say that i mean the come out and dance kind of feeling and he's like running around like super over and energetic mm-hmm. and everyone else in the room is like Yo, bro, like calm the hell down, like and then chill. Killian's like, and not, then no, he's no selling it. Like, no, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's how I felt watching this. That that this is. I felt like I was Killian Dane, and <laughs> everything around me was just Drake wow. Maverick running around. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I not could, in a bad way, but no, just I like see that. the over hyper puppy that's just running around. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt. All the story was yes throughout this whole thing because you had like the. The wedding story that was yeah. kind of going throughout because you saw the groomsmen and then the bridesmaids. And we had Austin Theory come back. Yay! Yay! He came in there like, I thought you were missing. He goes, I was. That's, That's it. it. Nice timing. Thank you. It's just like, <laughs> okay, you've been gone for literally two months. No and been, explanation. And been wrestling dark matches like they on put, main event. They and put Raw. Like, wanted signs for you. Look, like, missing person signs and he just comes through the door and they're like oh my god hi he's like i'm not gonna miss my sister's wedding it's like oh well you missed everything else so it's like oh so you're so you're not staying you're just staying for the wedding oh like that was that was another question and then damien priest is here yes because they needed a needed a priest, priest but then he wasn't he wasn't the priest that wasn't the priest and they literally just yeah so i think that was supposed to be a joke on how stupid austin is <sighs> because they already had a priest and I, then, like, to the side, Damien was like, I mean, I heard there was an open bar. So, he yeah. said there were drinks. Yeah. But he never showed up. No, but, he wasn't even He wasn't even in this main segment that he was, like, supposed to be in. He wasn't even in the wedding. No. Like, even sitting out in the crowd. As far as I remember, no. But, so, that's the, that's the type of stuff that I was talking about. So, you start a story, and then it ends in that segment. It's not a continuation yes. throughout the whole show, which is not what we're used to. No. Like if you like before if you said something in the beginning, it was like the the joke about uh was it Chekhov's gun? Right? Yes. So like they start out with you see something in the background, and you're like, "Oh, maybe I should pay attention to that." And then it becomes the thing. 
If you put a gun on the mantle in Act 1, the gun needs to go off in Act 3. Yeah, exactly. So that was kind of the premise that I saw NXT following sometimes. Yeah, So like great. Going back to the famous segment with uh, Tommaso and Adam. Yes. Where there was the lead up to their match at uh, Portland, I think it was. And you started out with like, Adam and Undisputed Era, like, making their entrance, and you saw Tommaso kind of in the background. Just slowly. Like, following them. Yeah, And, like, in every single segment, he was just kind of off-center. Like, you wouldn't notice unless you were looking for it. Unless you were really looking for him, you would see it. And then by the end, he's beaten up all three other three members of Undisputed Era and is now has Adam, like, through a table with an X and, like, spray paint on his chest. Mm. Like, it's... And he That's had good storytelling. He had the spray paint in his cargo pants the entire time. And if you look back, like... You can see it. Because, again, NXT nerd, I went back and I watched. Like, you can see he's in the background with the paint. That's awesome. In his, back, in see, his pocket. That's good stuff. So, to me, when you introduce a character like Damian Priest, who we haven't seen... Who left. Who left and is, the... and is also now a United States champion. And they didn't mention that. They didn't. At all. So it's just lots of like, like starting stories and then like not really knowing where we're going with it. Yeah. So I hope like if we, if we are going forward with this like really story heavy NXT, I hope that we just get better with the stories. (laughs) Like, or just like, we'll finish a story. Yes. Right. And not let someone else rip up the script backstage because he decides... It really shows, though. It's astronomical Mm -hmm. how obvious it's him backstage making these calls. Mm -hmm. So, after talking about him earlier, I decided to Google Kevin Dunn. I have never hated someone so fast like in such a short amount of time oh i read i I listened to what you said about him and Mm -hmm. then i I read an article from wwe insider or something like that about him and i was like yeah fuck this guy yeah it makes you scared for us right it does because everything you're describing just (laughs) sounds like i'm scared to read that article because honestly like i and this is something that like i've kind of been avoiding like thinking about i don't know if we're gonna have takeovers anymore because in the early days of developmental, they, they didn't, didn't have, have them. And if we do, we may get lucky to have one that follows one of the big fours. If that. And maybe WrestleMania. Well, it would, yeah, because that's, like, that's what I'm thinking is that's yeah. it. And so I don't know. Like, it's it's so it, it's sad for me to think about. I hope that's not the way that we go. Well, here's what we'll do. If, it, if that happens and this show can't go on as it currently is, then we'll just rebrand it as this is a takeover 2.0. <laughs> and oh. I'll bring Chris in as the head writer. Oh, and oh okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I think this is what we're going to do now. The okay. show is going to, our logos are going to be much more colorful. <laughs> our music is going to be much louder. <laughs> I think I can make this work. You know, I mean, if it, it sounds like an idea, I'm I'm down. I'm down. If if it means that we still get to have a show, <laughs> please, I'm fine with please. it. Echoing the viewpoints of every wrestler right now. Oh my god! Do gosh. I still get to uh, get a paycheck and get to wrestle? Okay, honestly, I guess we're okay. In. that's what I was feeling during that wedding segment, yes. right? Because it was almost every single person in the locker room was in the ring, and 
it just made me just kind of look at them, especially like the main stays. So oh, you have yeah. like Johnny and Candace and Indy and Austin and mm. Dexter and all them. And I'm just looking at them and they're just trying to make this work. And I'm like, good on you. Because I don't know how much longer some of these people are going to be here if this is the way that it's going to go. And that's what I'm worried about. Yeah. Is that, yeah, you can keep pulling in talent who want anything and Mm -hmm. are desperate enough. But these people who are veterans who have had it good. Yeah. Why on earth would you have them? Like, what can you give them that would make them want to stay? Well, there's rumors that Johnny's contract is up in in January. I was wondering if we wanted to talk about that because... I mean, let's talk about everything let's at this just, point. You know what? <laughs> because we also haven't mentioned something else about your heart and how it's broken right now. It is. Well, it's not broken. It's healing. It's healing. It's healing. That's true. It is. Because I, I watched his match on, on Dynamite and it was really, really he, good. So. You should be proud of him. So He did amazing. My, my wrestling husband, Adam Cole, he left us and we knew it was going to happen. Uh, um, literally days after TakeOver, he shows up at All Out. It was And it awesome. was a great moment. It was awesome. It was something that, I mean, everybody was expecting Brian Danielson. Well. And what, you you knew deep down. I hoped. But I thought <laughs> as soon as Cole came out, it's like, okay, well, well that Danielson's was, not coming out. That was the point. They were, and then I was like... They served you. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I cried. And but was the thing. I, I heard you know, him in an interview talk about, like, how it was the most, like, secretive debut he's ever been a part of. I'm sure. Because he... they, they had him, like, in a trailer outside the arena. Like, he took a different flight he to a different city. He stayed in a different hotel. Oh like, it was gosh. literally making it so, like, nobody knew. And I'm like, to me, that made it seem like, okay, Tony Khan really wants this to be a big deal. And for a while at NXT, he was not a big deal. No. And he needed to be a big deal. He was one of those people that came in that completely took NXT from developmental to a third brand. So it made sense to me when you look at it from that logic. You see, also see who's there. Yeah. It's his best friends and his it's girlfriend. The club. Yeah. And, and then, oh, yeah, his girlfriend. Like, I, I don't blame him. But at the same time, my heart was broken yeah. for the old NXT. If he that, was in this new NXT, Lord of Mercy, I don't. I feel like he he got out at the right time. I bet he sat there listening to those developmental meetings and talking about like hearing the new changes and all that, and he was just sitting there in the back of his mind going, "Mm-hmm." Well, maybe he knew, but nobody else in that locker room knew about it. Oh, I'm sure he knew. I'm sure he did. I hope so. Golly. I hope he didn't just get lucky. Yeah. <laughs> No. But I feel, once I saw his match on Dynamite, I was like, okay, he's going to be fine. He's in good hands. To me, like, when you have so many people jumping ship from, or, sorry, they didn't jump ship, they were let go. I'm yeah. going to rephrase that, because yeah. that's not the case. Um, really, you only have Danielson and Cole who have willingly made the jump. Yes. So... All these people who have been let go from WWE, who come over to AEW, I always get a little scared. Because I'm like, are you going to be another one of those people that's just going to be like, I didn't get what I wanted, so I came over here to be the top star. And there's only so many top star spots. Yeah. Right? So, for me, when I'm like, okay, you're going to go over here where there's already a lot of people, like, how are you going to make your way through? But... 
I mean, we'll see. I'm. I mean, I'm not gonna. I, I'm not gonna judge it off of one dynamite. I but. definitely think he's got way more than. I'm sorry. Than you know, my favorite 2.0. <laughs> because formerly known as Ever Rise. Oh Lord of Mercy, they're so annoying. Oh my gosh, those are the other two. I'll go over and I'll slap Pritchard and I'll slap Vince and then I'll slap. Um, uh, oh my gosh. Ryan, not Ryan. Sorry, the guy who's writing the scripts that I don't know his Kevin name. Kevin Dunn. Kevin Dunn. Thank you. I okay. don't. I don't know his name. Sorry. You just have them all stand up in the line, yep. and then, and just then go, Ever Rise will be in the end. I'll just go, and then I'll come back around. Wow, I did not know that Ever Rise was that high on your list for slapping. Only the only the one that's <laughs> pretending to be this Jersey asshole, and he sucks at it. I don't know their names. I don't either. I really don't. I don't. But and it doesn't matter. But anywho, they. But hey, yes. they're doing fine for themselves. They were in the main event with Darby Allen and Sting. Yeah. Well, that's the last we've seen of them. So, so. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they're doing something that we don't know. But the thing with that is that Adam Cole has history with the Bullet Club and mm-hmm. AEW writes continuous stories that continue from the beginning. So far, yeah. So. They mention the Bullet Club. They mention other things in the past. They talk about other promotions and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. they, they have history. They have a backstory. So if at all else fails, he's at least in that group of people that are at the top. And then if, if ever, he could go and do whatever he wanted on his but own. I, but I wonder if someone like Johnny... Yeah, I'm nervous about Johnny. Were, if he were to go, which I don't know if he would. Yeah. See, we've, we've seen some he's of He's got these a baby people. now. Well, yes, but we've also seen some of these people who were like, oh, they're lifers. They're never going to go. They're never going to leave. And then they leave. Yeah. Or they are let go and they don't have a choice. Yeah. But. I think you could do good on Impact. Well, that that's my thing. I feel like, I mean, I, I can't watch Impact. Yeah. Which, I, so selfishly, I would want him to go somewhere where I can watch, watch it. Him, yeah. Um, but I don't know. I mean, you think of like these people whose contracts are coming up because I know Dunn just signed a new deal with them so he's there for at least another three years dude um that that just recently came i was gonna out. say i didn't know that one i think i heard that as of today which well. also makes it really weird that he didn't get the title i because had he, him picked he just signed a new three why would deal. you not give it to him i that, don't know i didn't even know that but i still had i had picked him to be mm-hmm. the winner but i mean i'm so glad that tomaso won but oh yes i thought that was really interesting that hmm. He signs a new three-year deal with them, and then they're like, nah, we're still not going to give you the you title. it be quicker than that. it <laughs> be quicker than that. <laughs> the guy with the dollar on the fishing rod. <laughs> oh, man. But, so I guess that leads to my last question. Yeah. Which, this this is super cheesy, but it's going to make it sound like we're not having a show anymore, which I hope that's not the case. But I just want to know, like, what you're grateful for for the old nxt that can maybe make us or help us get through like the new nxt that's coming forward i'm grateful for hunter Mm -hmm. for giving nxt the chance that it deserved and grow and hopefully they'll realize they mucked that up well i really i doubt they will but i hope that because there was rumor that him and Shawn Michaels were still going to be in charge of the day-to-day operations. But story-wise and all that, they're not involved well, they, in that? Well, I, I mean, it's kind of like how the other shows are. Like, yeah. they can pitch stuff all day long, but really at the end of the day, it's 
going to be Vince and Pritchard who have the last say. Mm-hmm. And then I guess done now, too, because I heard that Vince even, wasn't even backstage oh, for on Tuesday. Of course he's not, though. If he's not going to come to any of the other shows, like, why would he come to this one? He doesn't give two shits about this one. He, he just, never has. He just wants to prove a point. So that's why he has done back Man, there. Man, he's got some complexes. He needs to go to therapy. <laughs> that man's never going to go to therapy. No, of Are you kidding? Not. No. I said, I didn't say he was going to. I said I he have, needed to. I have to. enough money. I don't need therapy. Money takes care of everything. <laughs> Vince McMahon's therapy is diving into a swimming pool full of money so like you Scrooge mean, McDuck. I was just going to say like Scrooge McDuck. Okay. Yeah. Vince he McMahon is, is real life Scrooge McDuck. He, okay. You know what? That's fair. Oh, accurate. <laughs> You got so sad with that. <laughs> yeah, he is. Um, I think I'm also grateful for um, just it bringing me back to wrestling. Mm-hmm. To enjoying classical wrestling, teaching me about these moves. And, I mean, honestly, I'm going to be sappy, but bringing us together and closer in a new aspect of yeah. friendship. We've developed a whole show around it. Wee! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for me... It's like what you said, it brought me back to wrestling and but also continued my love for it. Yes. Right. So like even if I didn't like the product on the other two shows, I knew I still had this one. Yes, it was and a I had, companion. I had my people and I even though it was always changing because people were getting called up and you know, you could still rely on the consistency where you could find it. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Right. So like, even though they had a roster that was ever changing, you still never really either noticed when people were gone or they gave you something else, another stake to care about. Mm -hmm. And I, I just really hope that they still do that. Yeah. Because I mean, when you have someone like, a Finn Balor who has a character like the Demon King who can come in and completely just enamor an entire audience without having to have a script in front of him. No. Like, that's the type of stuff that I enjoy. That's theater to me. Yeah. It is a performance. It makes me... It makes me happy when I see stuff like that. And then... So that's what I, I'm going to go forward with it. I'm going to like maybe see if I can try to find those people who, you know, did the same thing that a Finn did or an Adam did or, you know, a Candace did for me. Right. And it also, to bring it back to the other shows, it, it makes me even more concerned that the Demon King is back on SmackDown. And and you just know that bitch is going to get fed to Roman Reigns. Absolutely. At Extreme Rules. I mean, it's going to be a squash <laughs> as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Because why not? Because why not? Why not? So, I guess this is a natural ending for the show. Yeah. I mean. Why not? I, I feel like going forward, we're going to, we're just going to. Take it as it comes. We're gonna hold and our heads high, and we're gonna we're still gonna watch. Yep, because I am an NXT lifer. Yes, and absolutely. I, me I too. hope that they don't prove me wrong. I hope I don't like future Shelby doesn't listen back to this, and it's like, oh, you sweet baby angel. I'm so like, sorry. <laughs> we like, say that a lot in our episodes. I hope we don't look back on this and go. Well, because hey. there's been a lot of uncertainty. Absolutely, it's been in the air since we started this literal podcast. <laughs> Literally. 
so true, though. It is. We started this show during a pandemic. Like, I don't know how uncertain you can get. When they took away our takeovers. It's true. <laughs> so, so friends, I know this is a really weird episode, and yes. I, I really appreciate you guys for listening. We just had to talk about it. We did, because we felt like, well, one... To be completely honest and kind of a little bit morbid, we didn't. We don't know if we're going to be able to do takeovers anymore. Yeah. If they're going to have them anymore, so we didn't want to wait until the just, next one to be able to talk about this. Yeah, and then not come on for possibly months or longer. Yeah. So, and, but we also felt like we couldn't ignore. No, we can't ignore this enormous herd of elephants in the room because it's not an <laughs> elephant. It's a herd. It's a stampede. It's the Serengeti. <laughs> It's the whole thing. It's the whole series. The whole thing. <laughs> it's the whole thing. I'm going to start letting you write taglines from now on. You're welcome. It's the whole Serengeti. <laughs> so, David, <laughs> what's going on? Oh, not much. <laughs> oh, right. Um, yeah, we have other stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know. Well, you know, a couple nights ago, we released our newest episode of Long Walk Talks, yes. uh, where we talked about the Dark Knight trilogy and coming Yay. up. In October, we're going to talk about uh, the film Inception, continuing our Christopher Nolan discussion. Nice. That's uh, one I've I, I've tried to watch so many times and have just not been able to get through it. It's a it, oh, it's pretty heavy. It for is. Me. Oh, it's okay. We'll sit down and I will watch it with you. Okay, good. Nice. Um, and then I guess there's a WWE pay per view coming up soon. Is yeah, that... um, I think it's not this weekend, but. The next? next one, I think it's Extreme Rules. I do oh. know that. Um, yeah, so you have that to look for. Yeah, always. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you know, we're coming up quick on October, so you're probably going to get at least one more teeny talk where Katie and I talk about how much we love Halloween. Oh, I hope Yay. so. Have you guys started your... Oh, have we started? Okay, I think you guys started in August, right? I put my Spooky Town uh, collection out on Friday the 13th of August. <gasps> no! That's right, yeah. And then we've been slowly decorating the inside and outside of our house for about oh, the last week now. Well, That's I fantastic. knew you guys had started decorating, but I was asking about that awesome horror movie wheel that you guys do. Uh, we actually started that back in July. Ah, okay. <laughs> once yeah, once yeah, we yeah. really thought about it and realized that we're about to go into rehearsals. Oh, uh, yeah. That's true. We'll be rehearsing four nights a week yeah. uh, throughout the month of October. We were like, you know what? Let's just go ahead and start watching horror movies now. That's, yeah. And I mean, I mean, it I wasn't love, too much of a push for you guys to watch. No. I love yeah, that wheel, though. It's such an awesome too. idea. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Gina, if people want to follow you online or reach out to you online, where can they do that at? Um, my personal Instagram is Broadway underscore baby uh, twelve eighteen, and then I don't give out my Facebook. I'm barely on there anymore anyway. Um, <laughs> and I know you have it written down, so I'm not going to say it this time. <laughs> I would love for you to read it to me because I messed it up so bad last time. It's fine. It's fine. We it's haven't fine. had a words are hard. We haven't had an episode of Botchamania in a while, so Bitch. maybe that'll oh, make it. Thanks, Matthew. Don't get me on. <laughs> No, so if you if you want to follow me personally, you can find me at uh, Slay All Ray um, on Instagram. Um, if you want to follow, um, this is a takeover. You can follow us at this underscore pod on Twitter, and this is a takeover on Instagram. And if you want to follow all of the Long Walk podcasts, you can follow us on Twitter at Long Walk Podcasts. 
Thank you very much for all of that, Shelby, and for handling all of our social media. You're so welcome. <laughs> if you want to keep up with Long Walk Productions, you can visit us online at longwalk.us, or you can search for Long Walk Productions and Long Walk Podcasts on Facebook. To see more of our original works or hear past episodes that are no longer streaming, you can follow the YouTube links in the show notes. Thank you very much for listening, and if you enjoy this show or any of the shows on the Long Walk Podcast Network, please make sure to leave us a rating and a review on whatever platform you are listening on. Thank you, David. And for This is a Takeover, I'm Shelby Ray Patterson. And I'm Gina Belmont. And you don't have to be called up to the main roster. You're doing fine where you're at.